It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. So Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, has been down in Fort St. Louis to watch his team. And um, from reports that I've seen, a lot of fans yelling, you got to sign Pete, you got to sign Pete. Well, today, he was on a, a Met-centric podcast. I'm not quite sure of the name of it. Anthony, want to give me the name of that podcast? It was the Meet at the Apple Pod. Meet at the Apple Pod, which a lot of people do when they're meeting at City Field. Let's meet at the Apple. Right. So that's where the name comes, Meet at the Apple Pod. So he was on with the... The meet at the Apple Pod and talked about Pete Alonso. So let's listen to the owner of the Mets, Steve Cohen. Listen, we want to keep him. He's an important part of our team today and hopefully in the future. We know the fans feel strongly about him. And I'm not toned down, okay? Like, I totally understand the fans' love of Pete. I hope he hits 55 home runs and, and makes it so difficult on me, you know, in free agency. So I would call that a great outcome. All right. So there are a lot of things we want to pack. I can't answer this. Not a Met fan. Didn't grow up a Met fan. But you know what? We're all lucky because we have a guy on the show, grew up a Met fan, and is a Met fan. And that guy is Don Marco LaGreca. Mm. So we. So Steve Cohen says, I know the fans love him. Now, from the outside looking in, not within the Met uh, sphere, I don't get the sense that Pete is adored or loved by Met fans. Now... I don't think you can run your team according to, to fans' um, emotions because then you'll end up sitting with the fans, as the old saying goes. I think the Yankees were in a situation with Aaron Judge. That Aaron Judge is actually beloved by Yankee fans. And I, I again, in the circle, I, I, I sense that. I feel it. And he goes and hits the 62 home runs. They couldn't not sign him. So when he said to Hal, I want a ninth year, what was Hal going to draw the line at eight and lose him? So he had to give him the ninth year. So they signed him nine years, $360 million, probably much more than they wanted to sign him for. But he, he, he balled out in that year when he was a free agent, and he earned the money. Is Pete Alonso on that level, Don, with Met fans that, that Judge was? Well, Do they love him that much that it would move no. the needle with ownership to pay a guy that they don't think is worth X amount of dollars to pay him See, X plus? I can only speak for myself. But here as a Met fan, how I feel about Pete Alonso. Okay. I like him. I like him a lot. I'm happy he's a New York Met. Is he one of my favorite Mets? Do I absolutely love and adore him? He's not at that level for me. Now, I'm, I'm 56 years old, so it's really hard for me to you know, love a player the way I loved Keith Hernandez and Daryl Strawberry and Tom Seaver and Dave Kingman when I was a kid. You know, So it's a little different. But the way I look at Pete Alonso is he's our guy. Yeah, he, We drafted him, called him up. He's been a, a, a chance to be a forever Met. The whole crux of the Dave uh, of the Ed Cranepool rant, Michael, is that we don't have a lot of these guys. Really, we have David Wright and Ed Cranepool. That's it. Everybody else we either got who already had established career, like Gary Carter and, and Keith Hernandez, or we had you know the Doc Goodens and Daryl Strawberries who didn't finish their career here. And I think the love for Pete is the potential of maybe him being that forever Met. And if he was a forever Met, he would hold every offensive record and maybe go down as one of the greatest Mets of all time. We don't have Aaron Judge. He's our Aaron Judge. So can he be a little awkward? Is he somebody that like every Met fan loves? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people that their favorite Met is, is Lindor. Or, or they're on the fence of who their favorite Met is. But Pete represents something this franchise doesn't have a lot of. So when we talk about not wanting him to go or loving him, it may not necessarily be him. It's more what he represents, and that's something that the Mets have just not had in their franchise's uh, history. Okay, so I understand what you're saying, but when I, when I look at a guy that you know the fans are head over heels in love with, 
I think of Seaver. I think of DeGrom. I think of Strawberry. I think of Gooden, as you said, Hernandez. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't think of Pete. I don't think Met fans. Oh. Again, uh, prove me wrong. You you call in and tell us. Do Met would would Met fans have a riot if they let this guy go and filled him in with another th- another first base? You, you, you want to go full circle? Yeah. Uh, you want to go full circle here? A. I think Michael's 100 percent correct. And B. On some level, it comes back to the original silly conversation, Don, that we always had about him not being that cool a dude. And I that may be unfortunate. People may think I'm a bad guy for saying it, but I'm pointing out a simple truth. You look at the numbers and the home runs this guy hits, all right? He's a really exciting good ball player. He's is he an all-time great? I don't know. He, maybe he will be. He's a very very good player who hits a ton of home runs and while people like him, I don't sense I think Michael's right. I don't think people no. would riot. And Michael, you don't think part of that could be because he just hasn't resonated as a personality? It could be. I mean, because I think you make a great point because what he does on the field should have him be beloved. But I don't think he has well, that cachet. I just don't. And, and here's one other aspect of this. And I wonder what your take would be in it. You know, we argued back and forth the first couple of days of the week. The Mets have a plan. Capital T, capital P. They have a plan. And that plan is going to really be instituted you know, in 2025, they're not going to spend what they don't think that they the, the, the person should get. Are they going to deviate from that plan if Pete Alonso wants $40 million a year and no. they value him at 29 and, and, and I think that's the line that we're crossing here is that I think that if the Mets overspent for him, there would be a lot of Mets fans who go like, why do we pay that much money for him? And I think a lot of Met fans would understand if he signed $50 million, say, wherever, I think a lot of Met fans would go, I'll miss him, but I'm not paying him that much money. Where if he was absolutely beloved, I think there would be an outcry no matter how much he signed for someplace else. I think that's the dividing line. Now, what's unfair is that most of the our, our favorite Mets come from something, right? We're always going to have an affection for the 86 Mets. They won the last championship. But he's not David Wright. I don't not sense that he's David Wilson. Wright. They, they, you know, but, but, but again, Mookie Wilson was '86 attached a lot to that. All right, you know, he's not he's not Lee Mazzilli. But you know, you know Lee Mazzilli was a local Mets. Lee, Lee Mazzilli was a local kid, and he also came back and was part of that '86 team. I mean, yep. I, I I I was young at the time, but when he left originally, I don't know if there was a revolt outside of Shea Stadium. Well, they when were he, upset, but there was well, a no. They revolt. were upset, but I don't think it was a let But the guy, the the one guy I can think of that was absolutely beloved by this franchise, that did not win a championship is David Wright, and I and I don't sense he's loved like David is. I don't. Now, now, do I think overall that Pete Alonso's got the potential to be better than David Wright? Uh, absolutely. But you no, know, David Wright was a homegrown guy, and I really felt that there was a legitimate affection for him. I agree. Without winning a championship, when, when did that? When did the when I got here, or when I was paying attention and, and on Sports Talk Radio, David Wright was at the end. When did when did he start becoming such a beloved Met? I think it was almost right away because he was highly touted when he came here. Him and Reyes were like uh, like the, the partners, but then but David Wright, I just felt like really connected with this fan base, and he became you know a captain and he became like a, a leader. So what year was it? And God, I, it's. It's hard to pinpoint. You know, probably by the time we got to 06 and the team was really good and they winning the division, I think that David Wright was amazing. Remember, I know it's kind of fugazi, but remember when they had the whole contest, Michael, like a decade ago, the face of baseball? David Wright won. And the reason why, because Met fans voted for him. I don't know if they ran that today, whether Met fans would flood the votes for Pete Alonzo. So he's not at the David Wright level. But I think he represents something because David Wright's even even David Wright is a forever Met. It ended poorly. It ended with the bad back, and we he uh, he left us wanting for more. So I think it's just the potential of what Pete Alonso would become. But I think to answer your question, Michael, I think a lot of Met fans, if he signed elsewhere for big money, I think the majority of Met fans would go, "Boy, I'm going to miss him." But this makes sense. I can't pay him an outrageous amount of money. Well, uh, the thing that got my attention from Cohen's comment. You know, I'm not deaf, but you can't, uh, again, we, we love the fans. That, that's what makes this engine go. All teams understand that and shows understand it, but you can't let fans run your team. 
So even if the fans are screaming, we want Pete Alonso, we don't want Pete Alonso, and you value him at, let's say, $30 million, and Scott Boris is looking for 40 you have to I, walk away if you're going but, according to the plan. You can't deviate from the plan because you're, devi- you're not deviating from the plan in 2024. You just lost your number one starter, and there's not even a thought of getting a pitcher. So the plan is the plan is the plan. And if the plan is this is the amount of money we want to allot to Pete Alonso, and he wants more, you have to turn away and walk away, even and, if the fans are going crazy about and it. I do, and I don't and think I, they will. I would understand that, you know, and I'm getting a lot of reaction on Twitter. We love Pete Alonso. I don't think anybody's denying that he isn't, he's not loved, but is it to the level where you want to pay any price to be able to keep him uh, the way Yankee fans were willing to pay any price to keep Aaron Judge? Now, Aaron Judge is a better player, but you know, we're just you talking about the absolute love. You know what would help the, the Mets, though? Let's say they make the decision, we're not getting Pete Alonso. We're not. And then they sign Juan Soto. I think the hurt will go away in 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, because then it just comes down to, you know, what gives us the better chance to win, and you've replaced him with just a better player, a, a forever player. But I don't even read too much into what Steve Cohen has to say because it's a lot of PR for him, too. The one thing I appreciate about Cohen, he's out there, he talks, and he wants to let the fans know that he listens. He was on social media. So when he's saying, I'm not deaf, he's, he's trying to acknowledge, I'm listening to the fans. I pay attention to what you have to say. But at the end of the day, you're going to make the right business decision. You have to. And do I think they might go a little over? All right, let's say for sake of argument, Michael, um, the Washington Nationals are, offer him 38. Would the Mets go to 39, just to go that little extra? Yeah, they may. But it's not like somebody – If I think if we get to the magical number of 40, the Mets are out. And if it starts getting higher than that, then he'd be out, and then it would be on him, like that he went for the bigger money. Because I don't know if if you're going to pay north of $40 million for Pete Alonso a year. And I think the fans would understand that. And it's not that they don't think – you know, it's a new era and a new salary structure and all of that. But top first basemen don't make 30. Freeman doesn't make 30. Matt Olson well, doesn't make pro- 30. They just don't. That's It's almost like a running back. It's almost like the Saquon right. Barkley thing. This is what we think running backs are worth. You could be the best running back in the world. It's, this is what we think running backs are worth. And this is what we think first basemen are worth. And there's a lot of similarities between Alonzo and Barkley, although I think Barkley's more beloved with the Giants than, than Alonzo is with the Mets. But I it comes down to what am, what is my budget? And even in a non-cap sport. The Mets and David Stearns are not going to pay more than they think somebody is worth. And as much as you may love Pete, I think everybody does see that him asking for way more money than Freddie Freeman is ridiculous. Right? Yeah, I mean, Freeman's come on. a better player. Better for, yeah, I think I people mean, realize that. Guy led the league in doubles last year. Most broke the record for doubles in a season. I mean, uh, like P- Pete is a Pete's not Dave Kingman. Okay, he's a better fielder than Kingman was. He's a better hitter than Kingman. He's got to hit better one, than two seventeen. But year, right, but there's one thing that Pete Alonso does well, and that's hit home runs. And there's nothing wrong a, with that's, that. Well, no, and hold on, hold on. Look, we we also we also can't downplay that particularly. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely I mean, not. But he's but if you're but, I mean if you're the, the the company that you're throwing him in, you, you can't forget a 53 home run rookie year and no. he really hasn't he's barely gone down from then. I mean, he's this he's a real right. home run hitter. But that's the one thing that he does exceptional. Right? He's not an exceptional defender. He's not exceptional with his on-base percentage. He certainly isn't an acceptable contact hitter, you know, exceptional contact hitter with a huge batting average. He batted 217 last year. I mean, but the one thing he does on an elite level is hit home runs. But is he as well-rounded as th- uh, other first basemen that are making way less than he's going to demand in, the, in free agency? Now, what would you say is one of the best-run organizations in baseball? You'd have to say it's the Atlanta Braves. Without question. Freddie Freeman was beloved in Atlanta. Beloved. I mean, dwarfs what Met fans feel about Pete Alonso. And Met fans love Alonso. But Freddie Freeman was adored. Adored. And Alex Anthopoulos set a number. He turned it down. They said, okay, go to the Dodgers, and they got Matt Olson. That's what good organizations do. Even if a guy's beloved, they cut him loose if they don't. They think the money just doesn't match what he's given the team. And this was Freddie Freeman. But he I definitely do wanna, wanted to stay with the Braves. But, but there is something relevant to point out here, guys, and this goes back to the Saquon Barkley conversation and the Is Pete Alonzo Cool conversation. Michael, everything you're saying is true. But if you if you really sort of have a relationship with the fan base that has this special thing, it can push a team to have good reason to think about it a little bit harder. 
And to your point that I think you're making, and, and even though you did argue against Saquon, you said, oh, you know, he's not going to put people in the building. I, I do think it makes it tougher for the franchise versus, hey, this guy hits no. a ton of home runs. We love that. We appreciate that. We don't but, get the sense, sense this fan base will really freak now, if we lose him. Now, but now, what's interesting is, boy, are they going to need him this year. Because if this ends up being one of those very average to below average seasons, he may help fill that ballpark if he's, he's, he's having a real special season and, and hitting over 50 home runs. But That's fair. For, the, for the long-term health... The fans are going to be more interested in this team going out there and winning a championship and overpaying for Pete Alonso also, might affect that. But this year, I think Pete Alonso will put a few more fannies in the seats, especially if they're not a good baseball team. And if he's got a chance to go out there and hit 60-something home runs, believe me, it might be the only reason to watch the Mets this year. Also, can I I, I want to speak a little out of school here. Oh, I please. Recognize, like, I, I can get my, pa- past the, uh, the gate in front of the school or just I could, outside I could, the school? No, I, I could see it. I could see it leading to an argument, which I get told you don't know what you're talking about. But I, I'm, I'm going to trust my old baseball gut here. I mean, you're sort of we're sort of given the Pete home run thing a little. There's a little bit of other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. How was the show? No, you're right. I mean, I'm sorry. We could talk all day about Don about how good a defensive first baseman he is. I don't care. I'm sorry, I don't care. I mean, it's does he catch the ball when they throw it in the infield? He, if you're not. Oh, it's not enough to balance out 50, 45 home runs. I mean, I don't think we can give that no. short shrift. No, That's a I, big deal. I think you're right. I mean, to the overall popularity of a player and, and all that and the, the, the no, value. No, but even importance to the team. Right, I mean, but, it's not a liability right, on but when you start when you start asking for $40 million a year, you better bring more than just home runs to the table. Now, but, I, I mean, think he's gotten better as a defender. This, this is a sport of home runs, and if the guy could possibly give you 50 every year, there's a value to that. I agree with Peter. But not $40 million. Uh, if another it's team close. values him at that. Well, I don't know if anybody is going to. That's what's going to be very interesting. And my prediction, I said it the other day, that I would not be surprised, and my prediction is that I think it will happen, that on February 23rd, 2025, Pete Alonso still isn't signed. Because this can go the way it's going with, with Boris clients right now, asking for north of $40 million a year and nobody buying. Let's see what you're thinking. Lou in Long Beach. Lou, why don't you talk to us here on the K Show? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, this kind of just uh, continues on the conversation you're having with Soto and Alonzo. Mm-hmm. I think a scenario that could play out is that the Mets make an offer to a to Soto that the nobody in the league is willing to match after the 2024, and then kind of in retaliation, in a sense, the Yankees will then offer Alonzo with Rizzo's contract falling off a contract because if there's one analytics department that loves home runs, it's the New York Yankees. Just wanted to see what you guys think of that. No, no. I, I mean, there's no way. First of all, I mean, you really think they want to rattle Steve Cohen's cage? And, you know, if you took Alonzo from him and they wanted Alonzo, then Steve Cohen, I mean, forget about the plan, then he'd offer Soto whatever he has to. He still might do that anyway. I think I don't, that's think, I don't think Alonzo fits into the Yankees. I mean, they like home runs, but they also like defense. And the slot that's going to open up at first base if they don't pick up the option, it's $18 million. Right. If they got, if they got Pete Alonzo for $18 million, yeah, I think they'd do it. But, I mean, you can't have Soto... You can't have Judge. You can't have Cole, um, um, Garrett Cole. You can't have Rodon. And you can't have a $40 million first baseman. It's not the way the game works. And today we found out that, you know, Judge has been working out at first base. That might be his ultimate landing spot in a couple of years. Yeah, you don't want to landlock him. Let's go to John and Wayne. Option. John? What's up, guys? Uh, great conversation. Uh, I, Pete, I think you nailed it. Um, you can't just uh, – how was the rest of the show, Lincoln? The guy hit 210. So I don't – if you need to replicate that sort of production, I think it's fairly easy to do. Mike, I think you nailed it with the position thing. What this brings me back to, and I'm a huge Knicks fan, is the conversation around R.J. Barrett and Quickly. So those are the guys, right? The Knicks had never re-signed a first-round pick for like 20-some-odd years until they did it with Barrett. I don't think Leon Rose was deaf, just like Steve Cohen is in depth. I think he listened. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I remember where I was when the trade went down. And as much as I loved R.J. Barrett and I loved quickly, we knew that there was value to him. And on the surface, the tra- I don't think Knicks fans were really excited about that trade. You saw OG Ananobi, and you figured it was one or the other, ended up being both guys. And you look at how that trade worked out. So I think Leon did a really good job in the rest of the organization of listening to the fans, but also balancing emotion with the business and how we can replace 
some of this talent. So for the Mets, if they're going to invest $40 million in Pete Alonso, God bless them. I'm a Yankee fan, and, and they can have them. Um, and I also don't think they're going to necessarily fill a stadium if this guy's chasing a home. Like, if he's chasing 65 home runs, yeah, okay, that'll be any stadium. But if he's hitting 50 home runs and the team is, you know, 70 and 90, and the fans are already kind of pissed off because of how the offseason went and how they're, they're, they're probably reading between the lines and thinking, well, we're definitely going to lose this guy now. He's going to walk. I don't think there's any added benefit to it. And I don't necessarily under the, uh, understand the obsession with Pete. Um, I'm not a Mets fan, so, you know, Don, I'll listen to what you have to say around that, but I think he's certainly replaceable. I don't think he's worth anywhere near $40 million. And well, Steve Cohen is a businessman. Well, That's how he built his empire. So, I mean, I, mean, I think real, he's going to make quick. a business decision. So, so what? So, so what is so your your replacement? Your comfortable forty home run replacement is what? You can sign Jorge Soler for twenty million dollars a year, and the guy will bat two fifty with thirty five home runs. And every off season, there's a free agent that somebody wants, and they always say, "Well, you can put him at first base, right? We can figure it out. We can stick him at first base. That's easy." If they want to lock up the new version of Giancarlo Stanton, a guy that's going to hit around the Mendoza line, miss a couple games a year, and not play great defense and be a one trick pony, I I'm going to give Steve Cohen more credit than that, and David Stearns more credit than that. And some people think it's them being cheap. I think it's them being smart. If that's the decision that they you know, make. I, I like the cop of Barrett. You know, Barrett's a homegrown Nick. A lot of Nick fans loved him, and it wasn't a popular trade because what was trending the day they made the trade was the Knicks got fleeced. Now it doesn't look like they got fleeced. You got to make smart decisions. Yeah. You got to know. I, know you have to self scout better than scout other teams. I, I the, hate to the, be the, the Mets know Pete Alonso better than anybody. I hate to be this guy. Because I was a good caller, strong, informed. Yep. And obviously, I didn't know the first thing about Jorge Soler's numbers. But th- what he just said was not true, though. So that, that's Soler just signed a three-year deal, so he's not going to be available. Well, and also, he had 36 home runs last year, Michael. Before that, uh, and, go look for the years that he, do- he did it and, once. But they would find a first baseman. And I mean, also, if they got Soto, then they don't have to have his great first baseman. The problem with the comp with Barrett, though, I'm, I'm sorry, R.J. Barrett was never Alonzo. He was a right. third overall pick. Fans liked him. He was homegrown. He never had a season that was comparable in baseball to 53 home runs or or the season he had in 2022 when he had 40 home runs on 131 RBIs. And the one thing I will say in defense of Alonzo, the, the 217 was the, was the aberration. The year before, um, in 2022, Michael, he had a 271 batting average. Before that, 262. Mm-hmm. His rookie year, he batted 260. So, I, again, he's never going to hit 300. He's never going to win a, a batting horse. title. He plays every day. He plays every single day, and and usually you're going to be somewhere around like maybe 260, 265. He's going to drive in way over 100 runs. He's going to usually hit north of 35 home runs. He's not a one-trick pony, but he's also somebody that isn't deserving of $40 million a year. Well, a lot of Met fans want to defend him. We'll get to them in just a moment. I want to remind everybody, this is Michael K. I love when I get to talk about my friends at PC Richard & Son. It's a local company, family-owned. I trust them for my appliances, TVs, electronics, and a good night's sleep, too. They're experts. Use a four-step mattress fitting process to make sure that your new bed fits you perfectly. During their President's Day sale, buy a Sealy Select mattress, $7.99 or more, get a free motion base, and in-home delivery on any mattresses, $1.99 and up is free too. So do what I do, get to PC Richard & Son, the local company you can trust for your new mattress. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I want to remind everybody again because, hey, baseball's about to start. You know, we've already had the Dodgers and the uh, the Padres. And uh, our first broadcast, Yankee broadcast on Yes, is the Yankees against the Blue Jays at 1 o'clock. I'm excited to see Juan Soto play for the first time. That's going to be the first game he plays. I think they open tomorrow in Lakeland. Uh, we do not have that game. We'll have the game from George M. Steinbrenner Field on Sunday, 1 o'clock. Uh, I'll do the broadcast with Jack Curry. Carlos Rodon's going to start. A lot of big names are going to be in the lineup. I think it's going to be fun. I can't wait for it. So here we go. Baseball begins. And uh, we'll also have a game on uh, Monday at 1 o'clock. Also on Yes, me and Jack will do that as well. In all, we have, I believe, 17 games, two of them exclusively on the Yes app. So let's roll. Let's start this, baby. Can't wait. Can't wait. Come on, we, have, we have the potential here, Michael, to just have a lot of fun the next couple of months. Knicks and Rangers are giving us a lot to get into here in the spring. Clearly both playoff teams and, and maybe deep runs all right, there might not be a lot of excitement around the Mets, but I still feel like it could be a fun season. Championship or bust for the Yankees. You got the draft coming up with both the Jets and the Giants having a high first-round picks. This Let's do this. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to have a show. So, again, it starts on Sunday on Yes at 1 o'clock. Tune in for a first look at Juan Soto and Pinstripes because, hey, that's their home opener down in uh, um, Tampa, so they do wear the home white pinstripes. Um, we'll be talking about Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. whether or not he is beloved by Met fans, um, and you know he's not. I mean, when 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 they when they traded Tom Seaver, a lot of our listeners and even Don and Peter might be too young. I mean, Met fans were up in arms. It's like they ripped the heart out of the franchise, and then when they lost him again. Um, oh. That that was even I can't say it was worse because he was on toward the end of his career, but you got your love taken away from you again. But he's not he's not in that pantheon. I don't think he's in the pantheon of David Wright. The the, the you know the forever ones recently are probably Wright and Piazza. Right mm-hmm. uh, now. You know, you didn't win with Piazza, but he did go to a World Series. He was a, he was a great player. You know, wasn't here for a ton of time, but still, the fans loved him. But when they parted ways, it was time. I don't think anybody went nuts when he left. Where did he go to Oakland? He bounced around a little bit after his his Met career. But Seaver, that was and that was that was a bad day for Don Lagreca because they they traded Seaver and Kingman on the same night. Not Kingman was my guy. I can't believe you loved Kingman. Though. I don't. I, I I mean, I think you were the the rare Big oddity guy. I got to tell you, I don't know, because you know I'm not voted by, vote, motivated by what other people do. But you have to understand, Peter, growing up as a Met fan, it was not good. <laughs> All right? I was, I was one years old in 69, uh, and I was, what, uh, you know, five in 73. So I, I, I don't have a re- recollection too much of, of 73 at all. So my wheelhouse as a kid, you know, 75, 76, 77, some of the worst teams in the history of baseball. So my reason for being was to the, Dave Kingman going up against Mike Schmidt for the home run title. And that, that was that was what the, something to root for. You know, back when you could actually win it with like thirty five home runs. So when you found out later on in life that he sent rats to a you know a woman sports writer, did that change your opinion of Dave Kingman? Oh, he seems like a deplorable human being. <laughs> you know, uh, we uh, you might not have, I might have told this story before. I'm doing a Saturday show. And we started talking about Dave Kingman. We started taking calls on him. My brother was producing it. My brother actually got in touch with him in Vegas. So I say, Mr. Kingman, uh, Dave LaGreca, Don LaGreca show, we just happened to be talking about you. Would you like to come on? And he said no and just hung up on him. Beautiful. And I've heard nothing but awful, terrible things about you know the rat to the, to the reporter. But he was, when I was a kid, none of that mattered to me. So I'll always have a warm space in my heart for him because – he hit home runs, and it was really the only reason to watch the Mets back in the mid-'70s. Killed me when he went to the Yankees. Played for basically everybody. 
But would a would a more mature, knowledgeable Don Lagreca loved him as much? No, probably not. But I was young; I didn't know. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. What do you think of Pete Alonso, Mikey? Michael, Don, Peter, how you guys doing? Great. What's up? What's up? Yeah, so I called a couple of days ago. I, you know, I'm a I'm a season ticket holder for Mets. I'm 24. Okay, I'm 24 years old. So okay. my favorite player of all time is David Wright, obviously. I think you guys are underestimating a little bit how really good Pete Alonso is. Now, I'm at that stadium 40 times a year. There's two jerseys you see, Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso. Everyone's always chanting his name. He plays every day. He hits 45 home runs plus. And Don said it before, that average of 217, that was the aberration last year. Okay? And on top of that, there's a couple of things you have to take in consideration. First off, he is a great guy. He's always don't donate money to charity. He said that he's going to every home run he hits, he's going to donate money to animal shelters. Mm-hmm. He has never embarrassed the organization. Now you could say he's a little awkward. You know what? He's being himself. I have nothing wrong with him being himself. So let me and ask you this, Mike. Let me ask you this: if okay. he, if the, if the Mets don't give him the money he wants and he goes, are you red hot? I'm, uh, guys. I've been saying they should have extended him already. I'm worried that he's going to leave. And I think a lot of Mets again. I I'm in that stadium a lot, guys. They he I love people love Pete Alonso. And one of the things you guys keep I'm not here saying he should get forty million dollars. I'm not saying that. But you guys keep saying you know Matt Olson. Look what he gets. Freddie Freeman gets. How many times do we talk about? It's timing. It's all timing. I'm not here saying he's better than those guys. But those guys are signed. He's going to get more money than those guys. And I'm sorry. When you have a player that if he stays on the Mets and if he stays on this course for the rest of his career, he might go down as the best position player in history. That means something. And if he's on this team for eight more years and they maybe win a championship or two in that time, he will be on the loved by like David Wright and all those guys. People, I think you guys underestimate how good he really is. Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't think we, I, I think we're just, we're, we're, and you're, I, I thank but, you for your help, Mike. I don't know if we can, uh, and I said at the beginning, I don't know if if I can even approximate how people feel about him. I'm not around the Mets that much. I can only see from the outside in. But I agree with Peter. He's a pretty good ball player. And I think the Mets want him back. But But, at the price they think is right. But he he just kind of gave it away. Nobody's saying he's not loved. Nobody's saying he's not a great ball player. But he said, he even said, he's not worth $40 Well, that's what he's going to be asking for. And, and I remember taking phone calls from Yankees, Michael, Yankee fans, pay judge whatever he wants. Right. Now, now that was a guy, a diehard Met fan who loves Pete Alonso, who admitted he's not worth $40 million a year. Like, so I think that's what it really comes down to, how much you're willing to pay. And I don't think there's a Met fan out there, a logical Met fan, that'd be willing to give him $40 million for him the right to stay here. So you have to acknowledge that. Now, he's right. It's all about timing with the free agency. But, you know, I don't think he's going to get $40 million. I don't think the Mets should pay him $40 million. That's all we're talking about. If they can, I want them to work something out. I don't want them to go. I think a fabulous question is, what do you do, Michael, if you're in contention at the deadline? Are you trading him or are you going to keep him and run the risk of getting nothing for him? That, to me, is going to be a fun question to ask at the deadline coming up later on this season. But there has to be a budget. Even for Steve Cohen, doesn't mean that you have to give somebody way more money than he's worth. Now, I, did, I made a mistake earlier, and I want to clean it up. What mistake was that? Oh, uh, uh, do, do you want the apology music? No, no, I, I don't think it's that deep. I was a little right. short on how many Yankee games are going to be on Yes. Oh, see, training. what are you doing? What? 25 Yankee games will be on Yes or the Yes app. That's, that's a lot of games. A lot in, of games. In the spring? Yeah. Well, how many games do they have in the spring? Um, Like 30, I guess. So so you're talking about, you're working at like, like 85%. Yeah. I don't think any more. other team does that. That's amazing. I mean, it Only is the Yes guess. Network, and the Y stands for Yankees, so I don't know if we should give them bows, but it's still nice. <laughs> you, always, you always know how to put some kind well, of... Just, I mean, he's Peter, being honest. I'm just saying, you know, you can make the case I, my, they should Don, do all 30, but I'm not going to go I'm, that far. I don't even know, Don, I'll take it a step further. I don't even understand what he just declared. I mean, it's not even of note, is it? What do you well, mean? I don't know if there's another network that is going to be televising 25 of 30. It's 25 of 35. They'll play 35 oh, see, spring training. You know what? Numbers uh, Don, matter, I, Don, I bet I bet if I were to go through, I, 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 isn't this what? I'm, okay, 
regional sports channels may not cover quite that amount because right. they they're the regional sports channel. They right. have other things. But if there's a team, if there's a network dedicated to the team, I. I I could argue that. Oh, Massive just like of anybody that had feet at their network two years ago. Do so you I, think these you regionals think, are hemorrhaging money from the eyes, Peter? So I don't. Do I don't you believe think, that Sny is doing twenty five Mets? No, games. because again, it's not my. It's Sny. They don't even but have it, but the Mets a, in the it's, name. It's it's built around the Mets, Don. <laughs> I understand that, but they don't have an M in the name. Sny the Yankees should be have mine. an obligation. It starts with Y. By the way, Sny should be mine. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right. Let's go to. Jim in Suffolk County. So I have a question about Don Mattingly and what's going on with him getting involved with the uh, uh, Blue Jays? No, the 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 Hall of Fame. Okay. What do you mean getting involved? He's, he, why is he elected? not in all the fame? I don't know. I think he's got a chance. When, you know, when the veterans start voting on him, especially the people that have come in and been in, their numbers like Joe Maurer's numbers compare favorably to Mattingly. I'm a big Suffolk County that was, guy too. So you think that was a real? You think that was a real call? Yes, it was, and that's what's disturbing. So you don't think that was a prank of someone going? No, no, no that's, that was real for sure. That's real. Well, hear me out. Hear me out, though. It, that wouldn't be a good prank of someone going. I want to call and have like a pretend over the top Yankees ish call. I'm just going to no, do it to mock no. them. I think you're wrong, and I think you're hateful. Let's go that to was, uh, <laughs> don't know Phyllis about the in Totowa. Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hi. Hi, Phyllis. This is Mike. Yeah. Right. Hi. What's up? Okay. Um, I just want to say, as a diehard Mets fan, I think the best thing for Cohen to do is maybe sign Pete 10 years, $300 million. Well, I think that that could get it done. Hmm. But remember, Phyllis, uh, Snell turned, you know, Snell wants 270 over nine years. So it's all according to what, what Boris tells Pete he thinks he's valued at. Now, will Boris get a little gun shy? With the Boris Four still unsigned, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, you. Can't, I agree with the previous caller, Don and Peter. You can't say, well, Freeman gets twenty eight, Olson gets twenty eight. Well, they were both signed two years ago, yeah. so the market has increased. So maybe he deserves thirty. But if he's looking for, like, I keep hearing, you know, in the background noise, he, he wants a judge contract. He's no. not getting nine years, three sixty. He's not. See, that's what I think he's going after. And, and, and as a Met fan, I'm hoping that he has the kind of season the judge did in his walk year. Now, if you go and do that, you can maybe change the narrative. Go hit 320, hit 62 home runs, and then maybe you might have something to stand on. But I, 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 if he wants judge money, that's he's not judge. He doesn't play the same position as judge. He's not as well-rounded as judge. Again, I don't want to sit here knocking Pete Alonso. He's a great player. He's not Aaron Judge. He's not Juan Soto. You know, he's not going to be able to command that kind of money. But, you know, 10 years, you'll be paying him till he's 39, which is not crazy. You know, uh, yeah, if he's willing to do that 10 years, $300 million, then I mean, that gets it done. It sounds like, though, it might take more than that. Not giving him 10 years, $400 million, I'll tell you that. Well, the uh, the weekly point god is hanging in the balance. Oh, Don listen. Could, Don could tie. That's he could it. tie. Uh, the fans could tie. I'm ahead now. Two. Don has one. Richard in Manhattan has one. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried about the guy from Suffolk County with his Mattingly point. That that Anthony can go there, and then we're tied again. Mike. Cutting it up as I, we I speak. I think I brought a lot. I brought some heat today, but I won't get one. So. I hope you get it because that makes me a winner. If it's Don or the fans, it's a tie. I don't want to be tied. Ties like kissing your sister. That's such hot. an awful analogy. Real, I think that you know what? I think the person that came up with that phrase was hot for his sister. Interesting. How about that? How about that take? Really strong. I, so I watched hockey. A lot of ties. Kiss. Why? Why would you even bring it up unless you're thinking about it? Wow. And that a tie is some positive. You're telling me there's positive in kissing your sister? None. Well, what about when you cheek, just like kiss maybe. her? Yeah, kissing her goodbye. I don't think that's what they were talking about, Peter. I think this person that came up with that phrase has a legitimate problem. I'm going to ask you a question, Don. And I've never asked you this even off the air. It, it, it gives me the creeps when I see people do it. Hmm. Do you kiss your children on the lips? No. I see parents do it, and it, I, I, I ugh, cringe. What are you doing? 
What are you doing? That's it's a bit much, no? No, it's way I too mean, much. It's 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 out there. I mean, you're offending. There are people right now being offended. I'm sure. Good. Well, they should stop. <laughs> well, just, they should yeah. stop. I'm trying to, to send them their message. own. Don't I kiss, just think that's... don't kiss your kids on the mouth. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I I I I I don't I don't see it. I don't think Mork yeah. and uh, Mork and uh, Mindy didn't. Kiss no, you on they the didn't. Mouth. Yeah. They, they, I did. They didn't. They didn't kiss. I don't even head. think they shook your hand. I don't even think they liked you that much, frankly. It's it's. <laughs> I think Nick this. Nick got some hugs. It's not what you want, <laughs> and it's even and it's even worse. Father's even worse. Both bad. Father worse. It's not what you want. You know what you do want? Empire outlets. Empire Outlets is the place to be this winter to shop, dine, and experience. Located steps away from the Staten Island Ferry, Empire Outlets is easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Shop at outlets like Nike Factory, Nordstrom Rack, Banana Republic Factory, Old Navy Outlet, Gap Factory, Levi's Outlet, H&M, Guest Factory, and more. Dine at restaurants including Wasabi Hibachi Steakhouse, Nori Sushi Shop, Shake Shack, Hazel's 423 Food Truck, and Bake Culture. Visit EmpireOutlets.nyc to learn more and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Let's go to Hirsch in Valley Stream. Hirsch! There's a million things I can talk about sports-wise, but I'm going to hit on the most important thing, which by far is uh, Michael's near brush with death, the potential of rabies, which is real. I really think what happened yesterday, and Michael, you can certainly debate this, my hunch is there's currently either a maimed or a dead bat somewhere. I agree. Wondering... What in God's name happened? Because there was a certain clearance that this bat was used to having, and he totally was blindsided, he or she, by that enormous cranium coming out of that vehicle. He probably thought he had a good three or four feet. So I know it's serious. I hope Michael is well. But I really do think that this bat was definitely blindsided yesterday. Uh, You know what? I can't argue with that. That was a great phone call by Hirsch. It was. Very good. 
So congratulations, he, Michael. You win. I thought I was better, but I thought he got it. But I don't know if I win, Don, because I got two and callers got two. Oh, well, just between you and I. That's, that's, between, that's, you, that's how Don's Between you and me. Score. That's the proper way to say it. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, like the Alice Cooper song. You and me ain't no movie star. What we are is, is what, we, what are. we are. We go to bed, popcorn, and TV. TV. Love that song. That so on Alice Cooper-like. Not screaming. There's not a dead snake in his mouth. <laughs> I don't think he puts it in his mouth, Michael. Uh, well, didn't uh, Ozzy do stuff like that? A bat. He, he did head bat. off a bat. Now, I wonder if he got a... How the did problem he live? With Al, why did he get? Why, why didn't Al, Why didn't he have to get rabies? Shots How do you like know I he did? didn't get rabies? Yeah, I don't if know. He had, if you get rabies, you're dead. You, there's no That's coming it? back from rabies. Was there an now. option? Well, you can't bounce back from rabies. No, dead. That's tough. Was there an option? So, so rabies, rabies. Real quick, rabies is kind of zombie adjacent, no? Well, if you become a zombie, you're kind of a a live. No, dead. that's my point. Because rabies, no, you're ra- dead. An animal, an animal, though, becomes zombie adjacent when they get rabies. Correct? I think an animal might die with rabies. Right. No, no, but, but first they're, but Don, they're rabid. When they're, in, when they're a rabid animal, right. is that not zombie adjacent? That, that, that's definitely zombie adjacent. Now, the and thing with Alice that got him in trouble is that he threw a, a, a chicken into a crowd, and the crowd just absolutely tore it apart. But in his defense, he thought that the, it would fly, and it didn't. It's almost like the WKRP episode. Right. That's, yeah, the turkey. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, it might have been a turkey, too. Yeah, so the same thing. But, Ozzy, Michael, was there an option when you went to uh, the emergency room to snort the medicine no. that they gave you instead of injecting it? No. Hmm. All right, because then that might have been why Ozzy didn't have rabies. You had to see the size of these needles. It was like knitting Seriously? Needles. Like knitting needles, No, it's yeah. a big I always thought, uh, maybe it's changed, but I always thought that they had to give you the shots in the stomach. Maybe that was it a long time ago, but they put it into the muscle. And the funny part is they say, all right, tense your muscle up, but don't tense it up when I'm going to give you the shot. Now, you, you're seeing the knitting needle going to your leg. You're going to be tensing up, but you have sure. to not tense up because it'll hurt worse. But I'm That's... here. I'm fine. Well, Michael, there's a lot of people that would have taken today off after that experience. One, one of them's on the show. And it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. No, it's true. It's true. What do you say, Peter? Do you defend yourself or do you say, you know what, you're right? When he's right, he's right, Don. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I just have to sit back and take the L, you know? Let's go to Rod uh, in Bethlehem. Rod. What's up, Rod? Hey, what's going on, Michael, Don, Peter? Peter? Uh, I think you should hey. start that Messi watch, Lionel Messi watch. Uh, you, should be I remember you. You love Messi, right? Phenomenal. You're yeah, the Messi. Oh, well, I love soccer in general. I, I leave off a couple of picks on the Gordon show. Um, right, guys, let me uh, first claim that I'm a you know as far as Pete Alonso goes, I'm a Met fan. Um, I think as far as you know, I come to this conclusion that he's already gone. Uh, for Steve Cohen to come out today and say that I hope that he hits 55 home runs and makes the decision hard for me. It should be hard for him anyway before he hits the 55 home runs. But I'm already to the conclusion that these analytic guys with David Stearns being in there, and Mets fans better realize this, Mike, uh, you've been warning us for a while uh, with these analytics guys. We've been kind of masked with it over the last couple of years in Metville, mm-hmm. um, more so than the Yankees. But we're going to see it full-blown this year. And as far as uh, what it goes with Pete Alonso is, is analytically, he doesn't match what you know, Stearns and them probably has to say. So he's going to trade him away for pitching prospects, whatever. Now, wait a minute. You think, you, think, you think they'll trade him before the trade deadline, even if they have a chance at a yes, wild card? Yes, absolutely. Even well, if they have a chance tough. at a wild card. I don't because know. That, then, then the fans uh, have every I, I, right to revolt. Uh, because you know why? Uh, in general, when you take into account how you know who's going to be available and the money being spent, and the fact that Steve Cohen sealed it for me today when he said that he's got to hit fifty-five home runs to make it. Well, no, I, no, I just think you're taking just, a negative. And the money that he's got to make. Yeah, obviously, I wouldn't mind seeing him. You know, you know, for a right price to stay. But you know, if the price gets out of hand, yeah, you got to let him go. Uh, but I wouldn't read too um, much into his comments about that. I I hope he has a big year. Nah, I make it make it hard. I, yeah, I think everybody's looking at it that way. I hope he goes out there and has an Aaron Judge type of year, 
and make it make it difficult. I, I just think he was talking like most of the fans are thinking. I wouldn't read too much into it. And as far as being analytical, that's how everybody is. That's why I think Alonzo's going to have a lot of trouble getting that money, Michael, because I think everybody's thinking like Stearns is thinking. And they don't have the luxury that the Mets do of the benefit of keeping Alonzo because I don't know if a team is going to sign him because he'll fill the building or they want a guy that's going to represent their team in the home run derby. They're going to make a decision based on if he gives them the best chance to win, just like the Mets are going to make that same decision. It, it's going to be the story of the year. And if they're within the, the fringes of going to a wild card and they trade a guy who might it's, be on pace for 50, I don't see them doing that. I, They'll just take the draft pick. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to do that, Michael, because in a year where there's not a lot of expectations, if they're sitting there two or three games out of a wild card spot at the deadline and they trade him away, I think the fans would be red hot. And they had the right to be. And I think they know what he wants. And that's why they know it's unlikely they're going to sign him. But you you do have to get into the playoffs if you can get into the playoffs, especially in a year where you're not built to make the playoffs. Right. So if you have a chance, you can't trade away one of your best players. That would be Peter Professional Malfeasance. Oh, you know you know there's few things I hate in this world more than unmitigated gall and professional malfeasance. And how about if you have unmitigated gall as you commit professional malfeasance? Oh my god. The only, oh, it's the only thing worse than mitigated gall. There's no bigger ENN. Than the one on the Friday before the first broadcast on Yes on Sunday. Are oh, you kidding me? Before <clears throat> WWE's in Perth and before I have a broadcast in the middle of the night. Those are the special ones. Wow. Are you going to take any drugs to stay up? No, I'm going to sleep. I have I have room service arriving here at 6.30 on the dot. I'm going right. to eat my dinner. I'm going to wind down. I'm going to go to bed. And I'm going to try to sleep and go to get up. And when do you have to get up? My call time is 1.30. And you're going to try to sleep now after you eat? No chance. You'll be tossing and turning. You'll be watching porn within three hours. What? Well, no, well, both could be true. Oh, yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be watching that with less than three hours, but then I'll be asleep. <laughs> Getting engaged will be one of the most exciting times of your life, and the winning team at London Jewelers is there to help you pop the question. The cutting-edge technology and trained professionals at London Jewelers can help you select a ring from their Two by London collection, or design the absolute perfect ring at any budget. So. Whether you're starting out or starting over, let the engagement experts at London Jewelers help you. Visit London Jewelers at any of their seven locations, including Americana Manhasset and the mall at Short Hills. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.